All right, let's let's change. We've been on for an hour. Let's Seahawks have a game tomorrow. They play the third game is probably the most interesting of all the preseason games from the standpoint. You'll see the most from the starters. I think they said Russell's going to go into the third quarter, and Shoddy was talking about coming out of halftime and how important that is. So the Seahawks tomorrow are up against Minnesota, probably top to bottom, the best roster in the NFL. They were a good roster last year. They added Kirk Cousins to replace Case Keenum. They had our old friend Sheldon Richardson who replaced Tom Johnson and Shamar Stephan or Steven. They seem pretty happy about that. They got pro bowlers all over on defense. What are you looking to see in this game tomorrow? Brian, we'll start with you. What, what's the thing against a team that probably is a Super Bowl contender? What, what's, what's the key things for this game? Oh, they're definitely, like, I think they're number second uh, in the odds to, to win the Super Bowl. Like, they're, they're way out there. They're my Super Bowl pick. I, I think they're really, really well um, constructed team um, across the board. Uh, yeah, look, if the offense, if the starting offense can score 10 or more points against this defense, that will equal success to me, um, on the offensive side. I I mean, I, I think this is a really, really good defense and, um, that's not saying anything, um, shocking, but, uh, I'd like to see. Number one thing I'm looking for is George Fan at right tackle, you know, almost full stop. Like, if he can look like, I hope that he is going to get. They're going to swap series by series or something like that, and not wait until like the second quarter to put Fant in. I'd like to see Fant with the ones. Um, I'd like to see if he looks any more capable than Effetti, and I think he will. Um, I would love to see if Chris Carson is able to be productive. Um, you know, one thing we didn't talk about as much, we talked about his fumbles, but man, on that opening drive, that touchdown run that got called back, that was a nice run. And the run before that, when he went to the right side, nice run. Like I, I continue to believe this guy can be a real star, and I'm interested to see how he plays against this group. And um, interesting to know that DJ Fluker is going to play in this game. You know, they were talking about his dislocated finger; they weren't sure, but he's going to play. So. Yeah, it's mainly about the offense and, and how that, that group plays together. And then, you know, I don't think any of us would be shocked that Rasheem Green, like, you know, let's – if he's not starting, I'm going to be really frustrated. Like, like, now is the time to see if he can climb into that role. You know, it's like Russell Wilson in game three of the preseason in 2012. That was when he got his chance to play with the starters, and they made the switch. And – don't put in Quentin Jefferson or Brandon Jackson. Like, don't do that. Like, give Rasheem Green the chance to prove that he can be a difference maker with the ones. There's so much more to gain from them taking that route than than sitting on the bench for two quarters or a quarter and a half um, uh, while Brandon Jackson's getting snaps. Yeah, Green Green looks like a first-round talent. And coming out of the draft, people thought he was raw and – but this this isn't a Nick Reed situation where he's just some 250 pounders beating up on third stringers. You're seeing transferable traits with the, whether it's the hand usage or the, just the athletic ability, his arms. He looks like a first round kind of talent. So yeah, you want to see him against the ones. And if the Vikings do have one weakness, it is their O line. They're kind of moving guys around right now. They have a lot of injuries and a lot of questions there. But yeah, I think if you're right, you, what, what are you hoping to see out of Brandon Jackson at this point? You know what you have. You know what you have in Quentin Jefferson from to an extent. I don't know. Like, 
to an extent. I, mean, I, I want to. Well, yeah, no, I know what you mean, but and I want to see green against the the ones too because I want to see good players play against good players. Um, but I think green's far from proven or anything like that. But he's looked fantastic. Like, um, but if with Richardson or I'm oh, sorry, not Richardson, Jefferson and um, Brandon Jackson. I think there's a question about what exactly are they against starters? Like green, maybe he doesn't translate this year against starters and he struggles a little bit when it comes to regular season or whatever. That's fine. He's a rookie. He looks amazing. He's got all, like you said, all these traits that absolutely should translate. So there's not a lot of questions there. It's just with him, it's just time. But with Quinton Jefferson, if you're going to talk about like, well, who are you going to roster? What what are you going to do if, if Gion Jordan, can come back a couple weeks into the season. Don't you kind of want to know what it is that Quentin Jefferson can do against starters? If you see Quentin Jefferson go out and beat up third stringers, like that doesn't help you make that decision. And, and same for Brandon Jackson. And these are guys that have been around, so they they don't have and played regular season NFL games. So there's not a ton of questions about them. But I don't. I won't. I, I get why they might be more interested right now in seeing. Um, some of those kind of almost bubble guys against that top level of competition. Do you do you think though, Nathan, that the fact that Quentin Jefferson and, and Brandon Jackson got starters reps last week and were rotating against starters, and I think the first week, you know, they've gotten some of that view. We haven't seen like Rasheem Green got one of his sacks. I think Green in the, got a little run with the first teams. I think in the first game, Rasheem Green got one of his sacks against I think the whoever was starting, you know, on the line for for Indianapolis. But Jefferson and and Jackson were getting the you know almost all the snaps um, first in in the first quarter of this game against the Chargers. Well, and so there's something else interesting that I don't know if again I've been I've kind of, I went dark the last few days with work stuff, but um, Quentin Jefferson's getting a lot of run at five tech like he's getting that exclusively now uh exclusively i think he played some defensive tackle didn't he there was one play for sure where i saw him at defensive tackle um in in a in a pass rush situation like the second half or something like that but in week one he definitely got run all over the place um i didn't track him too closely in week two but he got yeah that they're looking at bringing that back so that's another thing where yeah i mean i get it I want to see Rasheen Green. Like he's super exciting, but um, I get why they might keep going with what they've kind of been doing. And I, I think you find, you know, if you can find ways with like, you know, if there's a, like NASCAR package situations, and then you get Green on the field against the ones, and then cool. But I think they're experimenting a little bit and kind of seeing what they have there. And I and I get that. How how good do you guys think Puna Ford could be? He had. Um, he had a play. Actually, I don't even know if he was the one that made the play, but there was one where he got into the backfield and the the running back was like dancing and and, and juking and jiving. And I don't think Puna, Puna actually made this play, but Puna was like mirroring him. Like he looked as agile and like uh, twitchy as the running back did, um, which is not something that you expect from a guy that size. But you know his testing, like he. I th- I want to say he was a force player, which is an athletic profile for pass rushers that um, 
Justice Mosqueda, um, who's a great follow on Twitter. Um, he, he does that uh, analysis. I want to say that Puna was a force player, or, or at the very least, he tested extremely well. So he's exciting. Like he he's he's a he's a one tech he's a big body like so there's you know only so much upside there probably but he's not like uh you know colin cole or or a guy like that he, he's really interesting uh, i remember tom herman who was his coach of texas was on one of the local radio stations and he's he's been around college football forever he's been around some of those, some of those good ohio state teams and he said Puna Ford's going to be a 10-year player in the NFL. He said there's only like two other defensive tackles he's seen that are that active. And while he doesn't have a body that looks like an NFL player, he said he's the kind of guy who's going to come in, sort of what I think Brett Bielema said about Russell Wilson. He predicted like a week after the draft that this guy's going to come in and just dominate. And he's been it's Again, he's been playing against lesser players, and but he looks like a guy who I, I want to see him make the team. Um, one question I had for you guys that someone asked on Twitter was whether you think that there's a chance that they'll look. We're talking about the safety spot. Any chance they'll look at someone like Eric Reed? They should. They won't. I mean, this isn't about football. It's not about football with any football with any team at this point, right? It's about um, his him kneeling during the anthem, and so yeah, they should. No, they won't. I, I think that Colin Kaepernick situation kind of told us what they. What they thought. I think if they were going to do that, they should have done it in July. And now you you miss a whole training camp and preseason. I think it's just I don't think there's value in that bringing him in now unless there's an injury. I know we're we're running late, but but one other thing that came up in the shot and everything we haven't talked about CJ Proceis. Um, oh, yeah. He he, uh, he made it through a game. Uh, ended up being the leading receiver in that game and. Um, had a couple runs, and uh, uh, it was interesting. Ryan Cleveland, I think, joined for the the live show last week. Uh, he's one of the Hawk Blogger patrons, and his impression of Procise was that he uh, wasn't as flashy or didn't feel like he he showed as much um, burst as, as he had in the past. I actually was pretty pleased with what I saw from Procise, and what Schottenheimer said is – if anyone has any doubt about Procise making the roster, Sean Hammer went on and on about how unique his skill set was, how he wanted to feature him, how all he heard about when he arrived was to put on tape of Procise and what he's done and um, how he's a unique matchup nightmare and all the stuff we've heard about Procise forever. But Sean Hammer went on and on about it. So um, he made the point the issue with him is consistency. I think we'd all say it's durability. Um, you know, but... Uh, I thought that was that was positive, and I am really interested to see. He's going to get a lot of reps tomorrow because we also didn't mention J.D. McKissick. Uh, you know, broke his hand, and and or is that right? And is that oh, his foot? Foot, but yeah, four yeah. to six weeks. So, you know, Procise will get more running back got hurt. <laughs> uh, I was going to ask you guys. We haven't talked about McKissick yet. He's he's gone four to six weeks. What do you do with him? Do you, do you bring him on the roster? Or do you IR him, or do you just cut him? Assume no one's going to pick him up and bring him back when he's healthy. He kind of makes the, the composition of that position a little more interesting. I think all the other injuries. Um, well, I guess it's just uh, uh, Penny. Your favorite Penny. What's that? Your favorite first round rookie. I know. 
I, you know what? CJ Prothes is injured too. He he might not be injured now, but he he will be. He's oh come on, man. He just That's so hard. On. He's always <laughs> all right. So random thought. I wonder if having a new coaching staff helps Prothes, um, in that they're not maybe burnt out on him being hurt all the time and still like more intrigued. Um, but I don't know. Uh, it, it's just it's a little harder now to carry. McKissick if he's hurt and then Penny is hurt and then Procise is a walking injury waiting to happen like it feels like you kind of need a little bit of reliability back there um I don't know who the guy like Mike Davis is uh, is good enough that I think that you that you probably go with that and and then so if they're the roster crunch it's just hard to see them without other more reliable backs in the mix to keep someone that's already hurt so I would I would actually say that I think they're gonna they would keep McKissick and cut Mike Davis, um, but the what I would have to do really be sure about the, or have more confidence in that is look at the other places in the roster where there's injury because I think there might be special team shortages. If they end up keeping Deion Jordan even if he's a couple weeks out, that's a roster spot. If they keep Jamarco Jones on the fifty three man so that they can put him on the injured reserve to return, that's another spot. Like. <laughs> starting to add up, Ed Dixon. Uh, you know, Ed Dixon maybe like starting to add up a bunch of people that aren't ready. Like maybe Doug actually can't play in Week One. Or, you know, like they have to feel the special teams. So um, that's the factor to me that could push McKissick off the roster. Um, you know, I, I, I think I've been pretty consistent. I, I like Mike Davis. I'd be happy to have him on the roster if that's how it has to be. But. Um, I don't think there's a real risk of him getting scooped up and, you know, you really regretting it if he goes and plays for another team. So um, McKissick, I do think has enough value that, and he's young enough. Um, I think there's a risk of putting him on the street and, and maybe he doesn't come back and you regret that down the road. And the other guy I want to watch in this game, uh, Nathan mentioned him earlier, Brandon Marshall. You keep hearing all this buzz about him from camp, and they keep saying, oh, this is his best week. But, man, he doesn't look like he can run anymore. And can he sustain any speed? And I just want to see this translate because we don't know if he's going to make the team based on how they've treated veterans and some of these young guys jumping him. But I want to see that if he can run at all. He didn't look like he could run last year. Yeah. So I don't have a lot of question about that. I think the question is can they find a way to use a guy that can't run? Um, I think that's still maybe an open question. We haven't seen him. I mean, why have a guy? (laughs) Keep going, keep going. uh, Why have a guy that specializes in the red zone, and then when you get down to the one-yard line, you take your wide receivers off the field? (laughs) Like, if that's what he's supposed to be, is this end-zone threat? I don't know. He's a wide receiver. Like, (laughs) uh, he may be a good blocker, but he's a wide receiver. He's uh, number one job is to catch footballs. And if his number one job is to catch footballs in the end zone, then like you got to give him chances when you're on the one yard line. I don't know. All right. Fair. Nathan, who are your guys you want to see? Alex Magoo. Uh-huh. The number one graded rookie uh, this preseason so far. Um, no, George Fant's the big one. I mean, I do want to see Alex McGee. That's not a joke. Uh, George Fant is the big one. 
Um, not Marshall specifically, but Marshall and, you know, these wide receivers, uh, just kind of getting more of a look at them. Um, I know we talked about a lot of these guys, like the secondary, you know, can, can any of these corners look like they're ready to step up and be a starting NFL quarterback? Do, does Tedrick start sniffing around on some balls and stuff like that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> And it's been a lot long shift. <laughs> uh, That's going on the highlight reel. I was like halfway through that sentence. So I knew. <laughs> um, anyways. I'm 12 years old. Sorry. Go on. Yep. yep. Um, and, you know, the whole thing, all preseason for me has been, you know, shoddy and what he's doing. I think we have a pretty good idea of it now, but just continuing to see that. Um, that what, what he does and how he wants to call games, I think is going to be interesting to me all year long yeah those are, those are good calls especially magoo who nathan was ahead of the curve on we were all just writing him off after that first game and nathan was on board and maybe nathan should be the new uh, quarterback scout for the seahawks uh, clearly they're doing a fine job at quarterback scout because they went and drafted alex magoo so there i don't think know. they need me he had a really good game like he, he really did and I would keep him over Austin Davis based on that game alone. That's how little I think of Austin Davis generally. I don't think Magoo showed a ton, but he had two great throws, like really great throws. And you could argue maybe he had three great throws in that game. The ones that stood out to me was the touchdown pass that he had. I mean, you couldn't have put it in a better spot, better timing. Um, you know, uh, Malik Turner made the catch there. And then, the other was that that throw to Cyril Grayson for the two point conversion. I mean, he rifled that ball in there. Um, you know, he showed a really nice arm, and and uh, I was impressed. The other pass down the 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 boundary to Cyril Grayson earlier in that that drive was also the one that that was pretty nice. But the other two in the end zone, those were big time throws. It was nice to see. Yeah, I didn't realize he had such a live arm. I know they talked about how good he was at throwing from the move, and but that really stood out. And he's athletic too. I mean, he's not Russ, but he can move. And, you know, they've, I don't think they've ran any read option with Russ. I could be wrong on that, but they've ran it a few times with him um, to varying success, but uh, he can do it. Um, yeah, I think he's exciting. He's a seventh round guy or whatever. Um, he's not going to win you football games today, but he's, in, uh, he's very interesting. He, he's a lot more interesting than a lot of guys um on this team in past years and a lot of guys on other teams right now well if if he makes it i think there's a real shot that the entire draft class makes this roster uh, i don't know if i've ever seen that happen yeah that's kind of crazy and i don't think we had this conversation a little bit on twitter i don't think that's because the seahawks are super shitty i think jamarco jones you know if he was healthy i think he would have made pretty much every roster we've had i think you know, Rashad Penny would have. I think that Rasheem Green would have. I think that, I mean, go on down the line. I think Michael Dixon would have. Uh, you know, uh, I think Trey Flowers would have, other than maybe like the 2013, 2012, when they had so many corners. Um, Jacob Martin, maybe. Like, they, they are seeing him as a linebacker. They have not had a lot of depth at that position. I think he probably makes it in most years. Anyway, I, I think there's re- – I'm not saying this is like a top-end – blow out like 2012 class i think there's question about how good you know how great these players are there any all pros green seems to be the guy that has the highest upside 
but it's looking like they've replenished the talent pool a little bit. Um, you know, and we'll see it has to all play out, but I think there's some promising signs for sure. I guess the one other story we really haven't hit on, and I don't want to spend much time on it is Sebastian Janikowski won the kicking battle. Uh, Jason Myers was released this week and I don't know how much I want to add, but did you see that picture Russell Wilson tweeted out where they had all five of the captains walk into the field from last game and Janikowski looked bigger than Dwayne Brown? I don't think I've <laughs> ever seen that before. It was significantly bigger than the left tackle and all pro left tackle. I, I just, I haven't been able to stop looking at that picture. He is a large man for sure. <laughs> I think there was a little bit of a, an angle issue with that picture, perhaps, because I don't think yeah. Janikowski is actually bigger than Definitely. Brown. But um, I thought it was, I want to give the game ball to the team seamstress, uh, who clearly made some adjustments to Janikowski's uh, jersey. It was much trimmer and more becoming. I think, I think he's rounding into shape. I, actually, I heard, I heard Pete Carroll say that Janikowski's in great shape. <laughs> <laughs> I, you lose all credibility on determining fitness level when you make that comment. But uh, otherwise, uh, I'm looking forward to watching Janikowski this year. I actually think that could be a fun, uh, uh, fun side story. All right, guys, uh, we <laughs> we've been going at it for a while. It is great. I'm glad you guys were able to get together tonight. I'm looking forward to the game. I'm flying back from San Francisco tomorrow afternoon. Fingers crossed that uh, you know. I do not want to. I don't not want to miss the preseason games, even you know a half. So, um, uh, looking forward to seeing you guys online, um, and then we'll talk again next week. We're getting closer and closer to the regular season. Um, next week, we're going to start talking about players that have been out, potentially starting to work their way back to getting ready for uh, regular season snaps. So, um, a lot of stuff happening over the next few weeks. Uh, for patrons that, that have joined, thank you. For people that haven't uh, joined uh, the patron group, please go to patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash hawkblogger. Sign up. Um, get access to the private Facebook group. Uh, we, we do hangouts. Uh, a lot of times you'll be able to come on here and ask us questions. Bunch of fun, um, extra bonus stuff, and all the, the money goes to a great cause in, in Ben's fund. So um, please take a look. And uh, with that, uh, go Hawks, and have a great night, everybody.